Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome, everyone. It's the Crypto Lark. Very excited today to have the chance to speak with Han from cryptobriefing.com. Han, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, Lark? It's been a while. Very excited to be here. Great to have you on. And thanks for taking a few minutes out of your, your, your trip out there in Hawaii to sit down and have a little bit of a chat with us. Now, before we dive in, I just wanted to let everyone know what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about altcoins. We're going to be talking about Bitcoin. We're going to be talking about regulations and all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be a really great chat. So make sure you stick around for it. Lots of value in this chat. And I just want to mention beforehand as well that this is not a sponsored video, although I am an affiliate for Symmetry, which is a product that Crypto Briefing offers that gives you coins on the move digital asset reports on the hottest digital assets it's an absolutely amazing product and there's a link down below if you want to learn some more about that now that being said i think let's jump right into some good juicy stuff so the bitcoin having is getting quite close these days so what are your thoughts on that um uh yeah so you know generally generally speaking um i'm pretty bullish about the having uh the upcoming having um, you know, the, the, the general narrative is that the, the having um, will reduce the amount of Bitcoin in circulation and that, you know, the block rewards will go from 12 and a half to six and a quarter. Um, and, you know, the, the, if, you, if you look at, you know, we, we did a little bit of research into this. And, and if you look at, you know, Bitcoin price uh, from a historical basis, um, in the first halving was in November 2012, um, and the second one was in uh, July of 2016. And the the first having, you know, prior one year prior to the having, produced a, a gain of about five x. Um, but it was the year after the having that returned about eighty two x. And the same thing happened in in two thousand in um, in, in sixteen. Um, we saw about a two x gain in a year prior to the having, and about a twenty seven x in a one and a half year after the having. Now, of course, the second having, um, the year and a half following the second having, a lot of that you know was also um, you know highly highly correlated with. Uh, the 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 2017 boom, the ICO boom, uh, Ethereum boom, um, and so um, there's definitely a little bit of you know causation correlation there. Um, but you know, is it price thin? You know, I think I think that's kind of like the number one question. You know that that we're getting a lot, um, and so we we we've thought about this question quite a bit as 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 well. And and you know to a certain extent, I think the the people that are in bitcoin the people that are holding bitcoin the people that are watching analyzing and looking at it um yeah 
to a certain extent, I think it, it is priced in. Um, but what we're not really considering is the people that will be coming into um, into the market, um, whether it's new retail, the institutional guys. Um, that is, you know, that's not quite priced in. Um, and so, you know, generally speaking, I think um, we're 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 certainly you know long Bitcoin, uh, very bullish Bitcoin, and um, you know, we we I, I don't see an immediate catalyst from the having or leading up to the having. I think it's going to be it's going to continue to be rocky coming up, you know, leading up to the having. But um, I think the year after that um, is is where a lot of the action was we're going to see. Yeah, I think a lot of the people who have been watching uh, the historical trends are looking forward to that moment. You know, twelve to eighteen months after the halvings, I've seen it kind of play out before. And um, obviously, a lot of the new retail people who come in probably won't be aware of this trend. But people who are here watching now and are listening to these kinds of conversations will have a definite edge on the people who are going to be coming in over the next six to twelve months. Now, Bitcoin has been obviously a big trend leader, particularly in 2019. Um, the Bitcoin halving is getting a lot of focus these days. But I think the thing that's really captured a lot of people's imagination over the last few weeks in particular has been the rise of altcoins from their, you know, 99% negative graves. And we're, we're seeing some of these come back to life. We've seen a lot of altcoins that have done, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10x in the last uh, couple of weeks, you know, some of the big uh, market cap coins have gone up 50% or more or 60, 70, 80%. You know, some of these just absolutely going crazy. So what are your feeling on uh, altcoins right now? Are there any altcoins in particular that you've kind of got your eye on? Yeah, um, you know, of course, the big one is is, is Ethereum. Um, you know, I think uh, we're, we're very bullish on Ethereum. Um, we're, we're seeing, we saw um, pretty, pretty significant moves over the past, you know, even 30 days or so. Um, we, we do th think that this, this, this momentum will continue. Um, you know, I, I, I personally, I personally like where Ethereum's at. I like it's, it's, um, it's momentum in a DeFi space. Um, you know, if we, if we look at, you know, just kind of basic supply and demand, um, if the supply stays the same and the demand increases, um, then price should go up. So, you know, during the ICO boom, uh, the demand increased, people needed Ethereum to uh, contribute to ICOs, price went up, you know, went from, you know, eight to 40 to, uh, I think, and then 80 and then 300, and then at some point, 1,200, right? Um, so so uh, right now we're seeing, you know, uh, a nice, nice, a good amount of momentum uh, picking up in the, in the DeFi space. And, and, and a good chunk of that is from locking up Ethereum. So um, as, as you know, people move into the space, as people, um, you know, continue to lock up Ethereum, that, that you know, that demand is going to increase. Um, there's a sink over there. And so um, that, that will be very bullish on Ethereum. Um, I like exchange coins, um, you know, uh, security or non-security, um, you know, um, it, it, there, there's, there's something happening there. It's 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 kind of a derivative of of of, of value of profits from the exchange. Um, and so you know when when you look at coins like like BNB or HT, um, you know these are some of the things that 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 you know that I like. Um, and you know of course you know this you know there's always privacy coins. Monero um, definitely uh, definitely like where that's you know where that how that's developing. Um, and you know those those are some of the big ones. It's interesting um, the. Uh, privacy coins, obviously, they've 
I think, remain perennially popular, especially as we see more regulations coming out, I guess, privacy coins and things like this. But the exchange coins is a really interesting one because we've seen just what an absolute leader Binance has been in terms of the exchange coin. If you actually look at the top sort of 50 coins, and what are you going to see there? You're going to see the Binance coin. You're going to see the um, Bitfinex coin. You're going to see the Huobi coin. You're going to see KuCoin's coin. I don't know if they're in the top 50 these days. But still, you know, a lot of those are, are really high up there. And these these coins that offer discounts and exclusive access to IEOs. And the thing that strikes me, though, about all the all the uh, co- tokens for uh, exchanges is just how much of a leader Binance has been in all of this. I mean, Binance does it, everyone else adopts it. Binance does it, everyone else adopts it. And yeah. it's actually quite shocking to see how much of a market leader they are. Do you see anyone else kind of being able to, I don't know, unthrone uh, Binance from kind of being the, the king of exchanges right now? You know, I think um, I think a lot of that is going to come down to regulation and relationships with governments um, and how the the priorities of these exchanges and how they want to play um, some of these, you know, play the regulation game. You know, um, I think, you know, Binance has done a really good job of just kind of moving fast um, and, and building and just launching and and opening up and giving people access to uh, a multitude of products and and altcoins to to speculate on um i think you know i think as as regulation is slowly starting to form um it's not you know non-existent like it was in 2016 um but it's not clear so we're we're, we're starting to see the formation of it you know we're starting to get more indication that more is going to come out um but i think you know there are some players in the industry um, and, and some exchanges that that may be playing it a little bit more conservative, um, and you know some of these guys might end up with an upper hand by being more conservative uh, and being a little bit less disruptive. But you know I, I think we'll see we'll see if that we'll see you know if the uh, the governments that you know that they they try to uh, appeal to um, will. Um, you know, well, well, well. If they'll be able to reap the rewards from that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a tricky game trying to appease the regulator overlords. You know, there's always something new, and then political tides yeah. shift, and all of a sudden, even all that work goes out the window because a politician made a decision that the regulators, uh, you know, the bureaucrat types, may not want to see happen. Now, the decentralized finance trend. This is something that's been crazy big recently. There's just so much excitement we're seeing around decentralized finance happening. I mean, you guys over at, uh, with the Symmetry reports, there's been some really great reports out on uh, Kava, on uh, Tellur and Synthetics and a couple others. And just, I think the impact that these sort of projects are starting to have is is absolutely massive. We've seen Synthetics, for example, grow a lot with a lot of people now using their exchange. Obviously, Maker's been very impactful over time. We have new players that are coming in to try to add on to the space outside of the Ethereum zone. So what are some of your thoughts on the decentralized finance trend? And what do you think we kind of need to see it going to the next level? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the trend is just absolutely incredible. You know, I think in, in, in 24 months, we saw decentralized finance in 2017, 18 um sorry 17 uh, sorry 18 and 19 uh grow from zero to 700 million but in the last five weeks it's almost doubled to 1.2 billion right so um the momentum is just absolutely insane right now um long term um i think 
the it's very very exciting i think the promises of DeFi um is 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 quite phenomenal when you know the idea that anyone in the world can get access to uh financial traditional financial instruments and products um the the way you know somebody from from new york can um well maybe not new york specifically but the the rest of america sorry the rest of the the u.s except for new york um but yeah you know i i i think i think that the prospect of that is is very much in line with you know the the mantra of blockchain and and what blockchain stands for and why it's it's gained you know this this the the following that it has um in the short term i i think it's it's a little scary it's you know we're kind of like skating on thin ice right now um you know the the you know for lack of a better word you know it's kind of a house of cards you know you've mm-hmm. got layers and layers of DeFi contracts um on top of each other um leveraged on top of leveraging um and so it's a little scary um i think you know, it. We're. I think it's going to be interesting seeing what kind of um, risk mitigation um, strategies they some of these DeFi protocols and, and and applications start implementing. I think, but in order for them to really, you know, you can model all day long. I'm sure. You know, we've done some modeling of ourselves and to to address to assess where the potential attack vectors might be. Um, you can model it all day long, but until you know, it's actually done and someone actually goes and does it, it's 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 really hard to see where those openings and gaps might be. So um, in the short term, it's a little scary. I think in the short term, the it, we kind of need is we're going to need to see a couple of hacks, manipulations, people are going to lose money. Some, mm-hmm. you know, people are lose a little money. Some people are gonna lose a lot of money. You know, we, we, we saw that in the last, you know, last couple of weeks, um, you know, uh, some some significant, you know, manipulation as well. Um, and, you know, I think I think that, you know, these are growing pains um, with any industry. We're, we're, we're going to have to stumble and fall um, if we want to run. So, you know, I think these are is a good, you know, it's, it's a good place to be. You know, I think the early adopters, adopters, these guys are willing to take the risk. These guys are willing to uh, experiment there. Um, so, um, you know, I think overall it's a very it's very exciting, but you know, I just kind of want to um, you know give a, um, a word of caution. It's 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 yeah. it's very very early days right now, and and a lot of these you know even if they are audited contracts, um, the 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 attack vectors you know don't really care about the the strength of the of the, the smart contract. The um, a lot of it comes down to the actual model of the um, um, of the applications. Yeah, I think that's just a great point because I talk about decentralized finance a lot. A lot of people are talking about decentralized finance right now. It's such a big trend. It's very popular, right? But I think just because there's a working product, um, it can lure people into a false sense of security that this is all very new, relatively experimental technology at this stage. Sure, it works, but what are the different attack vectors that might not even be seen by you know people looking in, the teams themselves, auditors looking in? I mean, we've just seen... Um, a big exploit this week with BZX, yeah, yeah. where uh, basically yeah. it was it was nothing was hacked. The smart contract wasn't compromised. This person gamed the system, right? So yeah. they were able to game the system for about a million dollars worth of Ethereum, which is a, a pretty significant play for a week. Assuming it was the same person in, in both instances, it's definitely a lot of money. Definitely a lot of money. So, like you said, it's growing pains, and I think that's also to a small extent 
why we've seen such a rise in popularity of these different services on centralized exchanges. I think people have a a greater trust factor for someone like Coinbase or Binance, for example, to be staking their coins or to be doing whatever it is. And as we see different uh, options for these centralized exchanges adopting some of the decentralized finance stuff, that's going to go as well. But again, you know, still there's risk factors and all, and all this stuff without a doubt. Now, one thing I think has been interesting is like, um, you know, smart contract insurance from Nexus Mutual, for example. That's yeah. a pretty interesting idea in terms of, well, if the smart contract fails, you're insured for that. So I guess kind of playing off that idea, um, what do you think is coming next for decentralized finance? Yeah. Well, you know, I think there's a there's um, a few stepping stones to get to this place, um, but I think the end goal, what I you know, what we'd like to see is uncollateralized or undercollateralized loans. Um, you know, if 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 you think about you know how the world works today, you, you know, you you don't take out a loan by putting up. The same amount of money you want to you want to take out, or more amount of money than you want to take out, that defeats the purpose of the loan, right? Um, so, for for us to live in a truly decentralized world, um, that blockchain, um, you know, we the promises to bring, we 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 need to move into an under collateralized um, world, and then eventually in the non collateralized loan. Um, and you know, a lot of the data that is being built today, um, that's that's kind of um, being accrued from from all these different products that that um, that people are using um, can can hopefully help you know drive uh, us to that point and, and give us the data points for that um, and so I think I think that's the end goal um, that's you know I think that's where where I'd love to see DeFi go um, and and you know what the steps are in the, in the interim to get there um, you know I think I think the the market will have to figure that out you know but um, you know. To, to speak to you know the Nexus Mutual, I think, um, yeah, you know, I think they 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 can help mitigate certain risks uh, when it comes to smart contracts. But you know, as we've seen, uh, would be you know be uh, BZX they they aren't covering, um, they are not covering you know the losses there due to manip manipulation. That's of right. The, well, it wasn't uh, the smart contract uh, didn't break. Somebody just gamed the system. Card. Yeah, yeah. So you know they're they're. You know, uh, maybe they, you know, somebody will come up with insurance for insurance. You know, for for gaming, uh, gaming. You know, gaming a DeFi protocol, a DeFi uh, application. So um, I think I think I think the more of these products that come out that help mitigate people's risks. Um, you know, I think I think that'll make the space a little bit more exciting. Right now, you know, you've got um, it's it's. The, the people that are moving into it, you know, have very, very high risk tolerance. Um, and so, you know, these, these are the pioneers, these are, these are the cowboys that, that are locking up and, and have the 1.2 billion in um, worth of assets, uh, um, you know, um, locked up right now. And so, um, you know, good for those guys, kudos, and, and thanks for, you know, thanks for blazing the trail. <laughs> yeah, someone's got to do it, right? The mistakes we made, and it'll be thanks to the people who are willing to put their money on the line to see those mistakes be made. Now, uh, de decentralized finance is one thing. What, there's another topic that's actually got me very interested recently, and um, it's 
I think an interesting time to talk about it because we've just seen the mainnet launch for Engine. And so this is about gaming in crypto. I think it's such a cool niche that really has the potential to bring a lot of people into crypto, you know, particularly you know, get them while they're young, get them into crypto, get them using Ethereum and Ethereum-based assets and all this kind of stuff. And then you'll have crypto users for life. Um, do you have any thoughts on the rise of gaming in the crypto industry? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, gaming is very exciting. Um, you know, Gods Unchained uh, just raised $50 million uh, from Naspers and Galaxy. Um, you know, uh, gaming, NFT tokens, um, you know, it's, this is, a uh, it's really exciting because, you know, this is one of the, the, the biggest things that's come out of blockchain is, you know, the, the idea of digital scarcity and, um, you know, being able to, you know, um, probably know that you have something that's unique. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, if you're just looking back at the gaming industry, um, as a, on a fundamental, fundamental level, you know, tokenization, uh, gamification, uh, point system, reward systems, um, you know, the, 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 the gaming industry was kind of built for blockchain. Blockchain was almost built for the gaming industry. So, um, the, the idea now that, you know, you can kind of earn or, or, or using a game that can change a status within a game uh, that somebody can't replicate um, or counterfeit um, is is remarkable um, and I think uh, on a you know on a fundamental level it, it you know putting all that on a blockchain it does help align the incentives of you know the the developers the the users um, and, and, and 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 the publishers and so um, you know I think I think I think you know that's another promise of blockchain that you know if 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 through this you know this centralized um, you know um uh, world you can uh utilize you know crypto to help align the incentives all, all parties evolved um then uh then you've got you know then you you've got yourself a, a much more healthy and you know sustainable ecosystem so um you know de definitely definitely bullish on nfts on 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 gaming um and you know definitely curious to see where, where that's going yeah, I think one of the interesting things about, I guess, the rise of gaming in, in cryptocurrency is that I remember back to the start of when people started, to, oh, we're going to do games in cryptocurrency, and it was all like, I don't know, 80s style, you know, retro kind of throwback stuff, because that's just, you had blockchain developers building games, not game developers building on blockchain. Now we've got games that are like, wow, that looks freaking awesome kind of games, and that's what's going to bring bring a, a new generation of crypto users in. Now, I, I want to get your thoughts on the IEO market. Now, this is something that was a big trend, right? That, and that, that kicked off the whole 2019 thing. IEOs was the big new thing, and Binance was doing them, and everybody was doing them. And and that just stopped large. I mean, Binance still has a couple IEOs. But um, why do you think the IEO market just whew, went down so quickly? Um. Well, it's just, it was the same shit. I mean, you know, it was the same shit as ICOs. Uh, it, it, it was it was no different from an ICO, except this time, you know, you've got an exchange saying, okay, well, this one is a good one. You know, this one is something we, we stand by. But, but you know, but the they're not aligned because they're still aligned to to make money from these IEOs. They have, you know, the, the exchanges have a bunch of these tokens and they're, they're, they're aligned to see the, you know, see some short-term profits. So, um, you know, I think I think what we the problem we saw with IEOs is the same problem we saw with uh, ICOs, which is you know you've got a very few amount of people with uh, a significant amount of holdings, um, a, a lack of distribution of the 
uh, of the private sale tokens and um, and you know when, when the retail money goes in and the the top level kind of gets pushed around um, the bottom the bottom the bottom levels of, of the private sales kind of sell out and then you have the gap and then everything kind of collapses so um, it, you know I think IEOs were no different than ICOs it's the same thing except you know, um, you know, some of the exchanges were were pretty quick to capitalize on on, on a trend. Um, but you know, I think I think overall, um, you know, I I, I I think I think most of us saw that as a pretty short-lived thing. Um, I think I think we we were we had an over/under on 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 IOs whether the game would last six months or nine months or twelve months. But you know, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a inter- interesting bet to be taken now. You know, it's interesting because I think there was very few really solid projects that kind of came out of the IEO boom. And I think a lot of those actually ended up going to Binance. And I remember seeing a uh, chart basically showing the returns since IEO on different exchanges. And the majority of exchanges which got into the IEO game listed IEOs that were just second tier, third tier 10th tier, like really just so much total garbage, right? And they listed that stuff anyway, and a lot of it just listed and went down, whereas Binance has relatively consistently been able to continue to deliver high-quality, valuable projects to people, and I think a lot of those more high-quality projects actually seek to get on the on Binance for the IO because they know that it's a good place, obviously, liquidity and all that stuff, so it'll be interesting to see if anyone can ever, again, uncrown Binance from their... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from their IEO throne. Now, IEOs, obviously, that was 2019. Uh, Brad Garlinghouse from Ripple, he brought up something that might make 2020 and beyond very interesting in terms of the IPO. So he was saying that Ripple might be doing an IPO in 2020. He said within the next year, so I guess technically that could be January or February uh 2021, but potentially sometime this year, we might see a Ripple IPO. Do you think this is going to be one of the next big trends in crypto, seeing major companies like Ripple or even Binance and others doing IPOs? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I have mixed feelings about about Ripple um, and, and their IPO. I think, you know, I think um, it's 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 a tough sell, you know, their, their balance sheet is probably mostly just XRP. Um, and you know, how are you going to get revenue from XRP? You're going to sell, um, you're going to sell to who? To the retail guys. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, 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 I'd love to see an IPO that, you know, where, where there's more IP, um, there's more of a product, um, you know, and the more usage, um, and on on of the actual currency being you know the that's sitting on their balance sheet so um definitely a mixed bag for me um but uh i think i think when it comes to ipos you know love to see um you know products that have real usage um that are you know that are actively being used um and have a pretty distributed you know um system um you know of course xrp is not very decentralized um in fact i think extremely centralized. I think it's all owned by, uh, you know, the nodes are controlled by XRP. So um, love to see a, a, a real, real crypto, uh, real decentralized project, you know, go IPO. That, that'd be interesting. I think what we're probably going to see is uh, exchanges going with IPOs. I mean, a Coinbase IPO, a Gemini IPO, a Kraken IPO. I mean, this is all, I know they've all done um, 
private round raises before, whether or not they'll actually do an IPO, whether they need to do an IPO is a whole different question. Uh, in terms of projects doing, I mean, that, that then becomes a, a very interesting equation. You know, will we actually see a more decentralized network trying to raise money for an IPO? And if so, what are they actually selling? You know, that's, that's, there's so many questions around the Ripple IPO, right? Because they've spent a lot of time trying to say, no, Ripple and XRP are very, very different. We're going to do an IPO for Ripple, you know, because of its relationship to XRP and the products that we're selling with, you know, on-demand liquidity and all that stuff. So I'm not sure that another cryptocurrency necessarily would would be in the same kind of category and have the option maybe i don't know maybe something like um hash graph right we could see that uh doing an ipo for example but yeah very interesting. it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the actual uh crypto project itself it could be you know somebody that's built an application layer or or whatnot on top of you know mm. different crypto projects um has actually utilized um, you know, crypto in, in an interesting way, um, and has a has a product that actually has traction um, and, and usage. So, um, I, I think I think I think you know, there, there's a number of ways that that, that can happen. Yeah, maybe the basic attention or not basic well, basic attention token. Maybe the Brave browser guys. I could see them potentially as a token project, right? That could actually <laughs> has enough traction to launch an IPO. Yeah, that's that's an interesting example. Yeah. Basic attention token. I love it. Brave browser. Good stuff. All right. Well, the, the final question I want to follow up with you here about is um, basically about U.S. regulations. So we've seen a lot of different kind of things being announced. Now Mnuchin's out there saying oh, we're going to have some significant things to say about crypto here in the near future, but not we're not going to say what that is, but it's going to be very significant, right? So um, do you think that the U.S. is doing regulations right at the moment? And if not, what could they be doing better? Um, do I think they're doing it right? Um, I'd love to see them move a little bit faster. Um, I think, you know, I think they're doing what they have to do. Um, you know, they're, uh, they're trying to clean up the system. You know, they're trying to clean up the, the industry a bit so they can, and I think it's good. I think the, you know, the, the regulation that, you know, I think the, the action that they've taken, um, has been good. You know, if we want to see serious money movement in this space, if we want to see, you know, the, the institutions come in, we, we do need to clean it up a little bit. You know, we've got to clean up our act a little bit. Um, from the perspective of the SEC, um, yeah, you know, it makes sense. They, 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 they're they going to want to go after the lowest hanging fruit. They don't want to set a precedence and lose something, um, you know, um, um, and, and, and create mm -hmm. a precedent for other people to follow suit. So, you know, they're going after the the, the, the blatant scams and the, and the obvious, uh, the obvious, um, you know, hallmarks. Um, I think you love, you know, we, I'd love to see some clarity. I'd love to see um, some precedence on, you know, what, what, you know, which, are, you know, some of these projects that are borderline between security, you know, whether or not it's a security. Um, I'd love to see them give a little bit more precedence on um, the actual inner workings of the coin, as opposed to just, you know, how it's sold and, and, and who, you know, who got access to it. Um, I'd love to, understand, I'd love to see a little bit more on the token economics, um, how the inner workings of the token economics and, and how they function within the system, um, what aspects of that make it a security, what what don't. Um, I think, you know, having some of that um, will definitely give a little bit more um, clarity for people that are building, um, you know, blockchain and, mm -hmm. and uh, crypto projects. And so um, I think there's definitely this huge, huge, huge gray area. Um, there's some things that are kind of clear um, you don't want to be doing, but there's this huge gray area where uh, it's kind of halting innovation a bit. And, and it's, you know, it's certainly, um, 
you know, stopping people from from staying, you know, onshore and 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 um, and and you know, working within you know within uh, within the U.S. boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just pushing pushing people overseas, right? I mean, Singapore is the capital of crypto projects. Basically, everyone is got their company registered there. We've also seen other players coming in. Uh, France is trying to attract more crypto business to its, to its shores with, you know, clear regulations, guaranteed banking access and all these different things, as well as, you know, uh, I think they're, they've got like a crypto visa now in France, where if you want to come and start a crypto project and get visas and stuff like this. So I mean, that's, that's saying like, hey, we're open to crypto, come in and let's, you know, let's do that. And I think the US will lose people uh, to that. Obviously, everyone's access to the US market, the US market's massive. Everyone wants their crypto to be able to be listed on an exchange in the U.S. and preferably they want to be able to do you know raises in the U.S. and all this different stuff. But still, if the U.S. doesn't innovate, they will slowly lose that edge over time. Yeah, yeah, you know, for, for sure the 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 everyone wants that access to the cap to the U.S. capital, and for sure there's a, there's a huge incentive to coming back onshore. Um, and you know, uh, you know, and 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 I think I think the the of course the U.S. you know you know government bodies of course know that, and and that's why they're taking the time to make sure they deliver it you know properly. Um, it sounds like yeah, you know, as you mentioned, it sounds like um, we could be seeing some interesting regulation coming out. You know, they've kind of hinted at something big coming along, but you know, we'll, haven't really told us what it is. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what that is. Very cool stuff. Han, thanks so much for sitting down with me today and chatting a bit about crypto. And again, anybody who wants to learn more about uh, Symmetry or just to check out some great news articles over on CryptoBriefing.com, have links for those down below. Han, thank you so much. Thank you, Lark. It's been a lot of fun. Talk to you soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.